0: Welcome back to the Deposit That podcast. I'm sitting here with a friend who I met back in Tampa at the 2020 Vision Summit. Jen, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you so welcome much.
0: Welcome to New York City.
1: Yeah. Well, I love it. I love being here. It's so fun.
0: So, when you come here, do you kind of feel like overwhelmed, fast paced, and like force yourself no. to slow down, or are you like up
1: with the speed? Oh, no. Well, it's, you know, we live on 21 acres. Okay. So, for us, it's a, a de- definitely a fast pace, but. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm used to the city. I'm used to Washington, D.C., where you know we're from, and it's we have the worst traffic in the world. You think you do, but it's ranked number one there, so it's terrible. I
0: can't stand traffic.
1: I hate it. I hate yeah. it. But <laughs> no, we love coming here because we've come for so many years. We know where we'd like to go, what we'd like to do, and sure. yeah, it's so I, fun. I tell
0: everyone, look, it's a podcast, but it's more of an experience, right? People yeah. call up all the time, like, oh, I want to be on the show. I'm like, well, look, unless you're coming to New York City— You can't because everything's done in person. Like, I want you to take the train. I want you to take the subway. I want you to take the ferry. I want you to walk around New York City. I want you to see the buildings. And they're like... Okay, I'll let you know when I'm coming to New York City. Right, you know. right. Well, and
1: it was ironic because we just met, you know, like what? A month a ago. Month ago yeah. A month ago. Sure. And I sure. said, oh, well, ironically, I'm going to be speaking at an event. So let's do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we got to book it. Yeah. So yeah. tell us about who you are, what you've been up to, your mortgage career. And now yeah. you say you run four businesses. Tell us a little bit about how you do yeah, all that. Yeah.
1: So I left, transitioned out of mortgages last year in May in 2018 after mm-hmm. 35 years. And actually, there's a few more years in there, but I don't add those up. Um, (laughs) Stop counting. (laughs) Yeah, I don't add those up because I was delivering title policies on my bike because we didn't have fax wow. machines or anything like that. So my sorry. I was, yeah, in college. That's yeah. what I was so doing. they still in the do cool that here up. in
0: New York City. Oh, I'm, you know. sure. Yes. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Courier.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's how I kind of started with all that. And, uh, you know, most of my career, I wouldn't say most, I'd say half my career was management, mm-hmm. sales management. I was an underwriter for a long time, and then I became a sales manager for a major institution and, you know, regional manager. And then I uh, decided I was tired of babysitting people. And everyone knew where I was all the time, mm-hmm. and that was bothering yeah. me because you know they always needed me. Even before
0: the iPhone location. Right? Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I had to
1: tell everybody where I was always at, and yeah. and so I decided, you know what, I I want to be an originator too. I can if I can't beat them, I'm going to join them, and and with my underwriting experience, you know, I I was ready. Sure. I was ready to you go. know structure
0: a deal, you know, to look for. Oh you know, yeah, what? that was
1: like the easiest part. So I became a roaming underwriter, and actually my path was, you know, I was given. As all of us were. Well, back then, all of us were given rate sheets and donuts and told to I go. I remember those to, days. You know.
0: I was raised in those days. And
1: uh, yeah, because your your dad is in. Yeah. yeah. And so I ate the donuts and threw away the flyers because I had never got the courage <laughs> to go in. I hate it. Cold calling. I hate it today. I won't do it. I never have done it in my practice. Yeah. yeah. So I just decided that I was going to be the educator. And what I did is I set out to educate realtors and I became a roaming coach with them, really. And that was how I created the market influence for myself was being the official educator, and, standing up. Yeah, and creating. Uh, you know, I created over twenty six hours of CE courses that I that I taught and still teach. Wow, still today. to this day. Yep.
0: So you wrote yeah. your own curriculum and
1: all that. Yep. Wow. Yeah, it's part of my. It's actually part of my high level coaching program. My my clients get it. They get the whole thing. They don't have to write it. So you
0: coach them, and they simultaneously get. Oh, yeah, they get, yeah, they wow, get awesome. that too. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, they
1: get that too. And, you know, I encourage them to do that type of thing because it mar- makes them a market influencer. It's really helpful for credibility.
0: So yeah. I want to dive deep into mm-hmm. your opinion in the psychology of babysitting, right? Because, <laughs> so in 2010, I had a monster, when I say monster year, you know, for a 23 year old, a monster yeah. year was, you know, $18 million in purchase origination business right. in the New York City marketplace, right? Yeah. Like 60, 70, 80, whatever yeah. it was, deals. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't continue to do this on my own. Let me try and recreate myself. Let me bring people in and train them. And all it was was babysitting. Yeah. literally babysitting. Why yeah. is that though in the mortgage business in particular? I'm sure it's every yeah, well, industry. But and, yeah. And I business. think,
1: I mean, in the context of what I was talking about for babysitting is yes. I was babysitting other loan officers, Correct. right? Yeah. I mean, not standpoint. teams because team, we didn't do teams back then, right. there you know, no but, teams. but it was just, you know, helping them with sales calls and scripting. And what do I say? And, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I sat with a loan officer and Got their panties in a wad, you know. About right. it, Let's, we're, we're making phone calls right now, and sure. oh, I don't know what to say. Right. But when I mean by babysitting, you know, now, like what you're talking about, because I have so much experience in management, I'm really good at hiring people. Mm-hmm and hiring rock stars. Is that because you know what to look for? I know what to look for. There's a lot of technique behind it. You know, and again, in my high program, that's what we do is we work on the team leader, you know, Mm. and becoming a leader. Mm. Um, I just think by attrition, people are managers. By attrition, people are leaders. And there's really no training on how to actually manage different people and personalities and skill sets and whatnot. So for me, as a manager back then, that was fine today, the problem is we get to a capacity and we say, "I need somebody," and we just hire someone just to fill a spot just to fill a spot it's but we don't have it we don't have the rules laid out. we don't have the tranches de- uh, really deep we, and as loan officers, we have egos and we sure, feel like sure, every, sure. we have to do everything. Sure. And Which we do
0: a lot of times. We feel like we have
1: to, yeah. And then and then what we do is we point fingers at them and say they were horrible when we should be pointing thumbs at ourselves. And there's and no saying, policies,
0: procedures saying right, it's saying like the process messed this. up. I didn't mess up, you know.
1: Yeah, I screwed this up. I yeah, didn't hire yeah. the right person. I yeah. didn't I wasn't clear about it. And I think that once you do that, you can build a really good team. So you want to build, you know, you want to hire rock stars. You can't be out singing and saying, Hold on, everybody, um, my drummer doesn't yeah, know this, yeah, so yeah. I gotta go back here and do it. And sure. so I wanted to hire people that I could always be singing, you know, and they could do everything else.
0: So how has the mortgage career allowed you to evolve into different industries, different paths that you probably never thought you'd be on or at this point in your life you'd be on?
1: Again, for me right now the joy is if I can accelerate someone's success. I don't have you don't have to take 35 years to learn all the failures and mistakes and successes that I had. If I can cram that into a shorter period of time and mm-hmm. get you where you need to go really fast. I'm a great gap builder, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I can see gaps 100 miles away and tell you what's wrong with your business in probably sure. 10 minutes, sure. right? And it's just a skill set that I have, but I love helping people that way. And when I, when they're successful, that brings me the joy. I mean, it truly does. That's where I'm at in the practice now. It's not about the technicality of the loan, even though I'm a master at it. It's it's about people. It's about helping people grow. And I think, you know, this is when I came out with my book three years ago or two years ago. You know, I, would, I was in a and i And every time I went on a one-to-one, I was coaching them. Right. And then I walked away going, hey, I, I, didn't, making get, money off this. I didn't get any business <laughs> yeah, from this, yeah, right? Yeah. And I just wanted to strangle them. And sure. so when I started my book, you know, started the book, and we said, well, what, what's the name of it? And I said, shut, can I, oh, shut it the, f- yeah. Yeah. yeah, shut the fuck up and go do it. Just shut up and stop talking about it and right. go do it. Right. Go do it. But then I realized people don't know how to do things. They know and what fe- to and do. And they're fearful. They're insecure. Right. They, and that's why, because they know what to do. I know I got to make calls. I right. know I have to do this, but I don't actually know how to do it. So that's what I'm here to do is show people how to do things instead of just go do it.
0: So walk me through the philosophy of that, right? So somebody comes to you, they're like, yeah, I know I need to make calls. What's the Mm -hmm. first thing you do? Is it instilling confidence in them or giving constructive criticism? What's your model?
1: Yeah, well, it it goes way back. It goes way back into a mindset is Mm -hmm. who are we going to call? You can't just make calls. Who are you going to call? What's your purpose? Why? Why?" You know, what's the intention? Are you calling a top producing uh, agent who's a pain in the ass? Or are you calling someone who's not producing and they're wonderful and they're ready to grow and expand Boyle, with you? Boyle, respectful,
0: appreciative. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What, what is it that you're trying to target? And yeah. it comes, it stems back into, there's something called fascination advantage. And I use that with my coaching by Sally Hogshead. Are you familiar with disc profiling? I've done you, a you couple know, a few of them. People, I've done a few of them. And yeah. I do a bunch yeah. of it. I'm, I'm an expert at it. But disc is who you are. Fascination advantage is how the world sees you. If you're very quiet but you see that some other loan officer has this really cool logo and all this stuff, and you start trying to take on their logo, it's counterintuitive to who you are. And so it isn't attractive right? It's not attracting people. It's making Pretending. you have it a chase. Sure. And so what we do is we stop back and we say, okay, so how does the world see you? And, and if the world sees you in that manner, then we want to go out and we want to attract hmm. those type of people. And that means we're going to target those type of people. So before we even make a phone call, we have to figure out who you are and who you want to talk to. Then we work on, I call it, I, I don't, I hate scripting. I just call it, you know, catchphrases, just quick catchphrases that get you into scripting.
0: So how do you feel I personally feel from, again, my experience, which is mm-hmm. different than the majority of the mortgage industry, being that I started when I was basically 20 years old Yeah, full-time. remember what I
1: told yeah. you when we were dead in Tampa? Yeah. I said, say that you're in it for 56 years from the womb.
0: Yeah, hey, <laughs> might as well, 32, right? <laughs> right, 32, 32 years, years. Yeah, from the womb. Yeah, it's From true. the womb. That's it's what my
1: my son used to say. It's
0: funny, right? Yeah. So I feel like, truthfully, because… I was talking to the guy, Bruce Lund, last night on Facebook oh, yeah, you know, BSing back yeah, and forth. He said, I was in Hoboken last weekend. I should have reached out to you. I'm like, yeah, well, why don't you tell me after the fact? You know? Right, like, right. Just now, you know? Right. But anyway, the people that didn't get wiped out in 2008 and nine, mm-hmm. right, yeah. have literally been hanging on, in my opinion, for deal life for a decade.
1: Yeah, because they're still doing the same thing. Same
0: thing. Didn't change That's anything. Why. Didn't implement anything. Right. They literally are yeah. going down the same path. But I don't necessarily... It's, This is coming from a leader standpoint, talking to followers. Mm -hmm. I don't believe them as followers had the right leadership from management to really pull them up that mountain. I mean, I can still talk to people that are still in the business today that still revert back to psychology from 05, 06, 07. I'm like, I don't care what you made in 05, 06, 07. Like, what are you doing today? How have you evolved your business? And I feel like management has really failed them. And bring them up to speed.
1: Oh, I definitely think so. You know, and now I mean leadership is a is a big word that we're using now, right? Leadership. I mean, look at we're not even using customer service as a word anymore. It's a, it's customer experience. Yeah, it's yeah, how right. they feel having worked with you, yeah. right? So leadership is a huge word. And that's why I dedicate a lot of that in my again, the high end, because the low end they're not leaders yet. We need to just get loans. The educated right? followers. We just need to get yeah, loans. Yeah. But at the high end, you know, it's like how can you be the best? And and with Robert Kiyosaki's book, you know, Rich Dad Poor dad sure. We want to get you in that right quadrant so that you are a business owner and so that you can have the longevity that I had in the business because we can't go at the pace we go when you first start, you can't. Eventually you're going to need help. no, it's yeah. it's never going to be sustainable. And so you have to level up your leadership skills along the way. And part of that leadership is being the leader in the relationship with your with your referral partners, being the leader in the relationship with your borrowers, yeah. not letting them tell you how it's going to yeah. go.
0: Yeah, you're taking control. Right.
1: And then and then honing in on your, you know, your management skills so that when you do hire, and I hate the word assistant, because in my team, I'm just one of the parties. Mm-hmm. I happen to be the lead person, full teamwork. Yep. But it's all team. My yep. role is to get business, yep. right? And so that's why you have to be the rock star. So it's a production partner. It's a relationship manager, right? Sure. It's not an assistant. No, I hate that word um, assistant. And plus clients think you're giving it down and right. not over and up. Sure. And they're better than me at this stuff anyway. Um, I didn't pull credit for probably 10, 15 years. Yep. Before I retired, I wouldn't even know how to log on to stuff. Interesting. I know it. I just don't need to log on. It's not my job. Well, you got
0: to figure out what you're good at. Yeah. So if we can
1: start doing that. And now with millennials, you know, and and to use that word, I hate that word too. But, you know, with the younger generation coming up, these are words that we're hearing. We're hearing community. We're hearing customer experience. We're hearing leadership. Sure. And these skills you guys are going to possess to bring the next generation on that this generation doesn't have. Because it just wasn't there. I mean, it was very strong leadership for a long time. It was management. It was
0: more of a hierarchy, like dominant. Like yeah, it it was.
1: Yeah, and give me a report yeah. and all those kinds of things. Yeah. But it wasn't really about the psyche or the NLP of, sure, right, of sure, people. sure. Really knowing the neurological process that goes with people. And so working with people... And understanding exactly who they are and how they work, I will change. It's called situational leadership. My situation will change, and the way I manage will change based on the person I'm working with. What's your so,
0: uh, vision as far as technology being implemented ever more so into the mortgage and real estate field today? Yeah. Is this something that you think is going to keep pushing loan oh, officers out, or is it something that I, it's loan not going to push?
1: It's never going to push loan officers out because people still want that that community and that relationship. And and this is one of the things I talk about. You know, I'm on Mortgage Coach with Dave Savage every Friday. And one of the things that we talk about all the time is that, you know, Quicken's and Quicken's easy to beat, by the way. There's a there's some little techniques I can tell yeah, you. About. Yeah. But quicken you can beat them every time. But the thing that quicken we can't do what Quicken does. We can't have a Super Bowl ad. We can't do that. As we don't have the budget. But they can't come to our community. They can't go to the local subway owner and do an interview and do that type. Yeah, they can't do that. The interpersonal part of it. Right. So, but if you're not doing that, if you have a facade of, you know, scarcity and abundance, right? I used to think that I don't need any help. I've got this, you know, see me, I'm all woman, hear me roar kind of thing. I don't need any help. Right. And I thought that was abundance. It's actually scarcity. Completely. Right. Because it's not opening myself up and being vulnerable and saying, yeah, I could use some help. Right, and in, in my practice, that's also I
0: believe how you were taught or managed or
1: trained oh, yeah, yeah. to think you oh, know, and especially me because I'm one of the first women in the industry, right, sure, sure. and so you know be a be a guy of and course, be strong and and course, there's that yeah. part to me that that you don't you don't want to mess with, right. right? But I think that that's that's really you know a key factor for everybody, man or woman, is letting that guard down. You know, letting that guard down and being real. But if if we're just kind of walking around trying to be professional, and you've you've heard of the book Jab 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 Hook, right? Yep, yep, yep. So we need to let social media be social. We need to be on there showing them with our kids your, your son right yeah. we need to be on there showing um with the kids we need to be showing them the fun things that we're doing the jab 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 and then oh by the way i'm a lender here's a loan that closed rather than going here's an article here's this here's Sharing that. everyone else's
0: content oh post. my gosh yeah. yeah
1: but you know go to your go to your pay, your business page sure. and do stuff there sure but for your social page leave it social let people know who you are well,
0: so i was you know, look when I had managers who were 50, 55, 60 years old, I didn't know anything. I told the story yesterday, actually. I'm like, I'm not going to listen to your advice. I'm going to listen to you, but I'm not going to listen to your advice when it comes to something that I know that I was brought up in. I mean, right. I, was, I was the second .edu to be on Facebook. I was yeah. high school 05. 04 was the first ones that were allowed to be on Facebook. Remember, yeah. it was only for yeah. college kids, yeah. right? So I was waiting You're to same
1: get- age as my son. Yeah, I so was I waiting know. to get
0: my college email just so I can get on Facebook, right? And- People were like, you got to keep work and personal separate. You got so They started saying that, and I'm like, that's the dumbest thing in the world. I'm like, yeah. I'm who yeah. I am, you know? Yeah. But you have these higher-ups that are barking. You're supposed to listen to these people, and you're like, I don't respect you. I really don't like you, yeah. and you're giving me the wrong advice. Yeah,
1: and you're not on Facebook. And you're not on Facebook, right. <laughs> right? Or if you are,
0: you don't have a picture up. you know, right, You have right. three friends. <laughs> right. Like, what are you doing, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just interesting how, truthfully, though, somebody who's young and impressionable a lot of their early career mm-hmm. can be held back by people who are giving them Absolutely. the wrong information.
1: I have people like that. I have I have a, a gal that I'm coaching. Her whole family is builders. And when she started coming to me, she was doing one. Well, no, she had come to me, been in the business for a year and a half and had done three loans. 18 I mean, months, three months. Like, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> wait a minute. Your family's a builder. What <laughs> the heck? You know, so I talked to her. I just talked to her the other day. I said, Where, you know, how would we end up for the month? Six fundings in a month, right. not three and 18 yeah, yeah, yeah. months. Right. Yep, and she's yep. been with me, you know, for like five or six months right. and she's a millennial. And I said, you know, I said, and, oh, and then she said, well, I'm a millennial and, and they won't like me. And I go, that's an advantage.
0: And you're negative. You're not rusty. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not rusty. Right.
1: And so she got over that mindset, you right. know, and now boom, here well, it's she goes. right? It's yeah. And she, her degree was in fashion. She went to Parsons. Her degrees in fashion and she's like, but well, I really like fashion. I go, then then share that. Be the she's a fashionable table. mortgage
0: girl. Yeah, yeah then yeah, yeah. share
1: it. I mean, I had a I had a guy I hired years ago as a Marine. They're and, the best employees, veterans. Oh yeah, well, because you know, Structure immediately honest, trust, yep. all all those Organized. things. So, so we put that on there. We said Marine Loan Officer, and then and I had another loan officer who's a skydiver, and I put skydiving loan officer. Put a little guy yep, yep, diving on yep, your card yep, yep, yep. and You know, it brings up those conversations. But if you covet that, I mean, I would be a dancing loan officer, right? Because I dance. But, yeah, it's really cool. But, you know, I you said something about, you know, integration of work and business and stuff. And the one thing I'm going to share with you is that, you know, I don't believe in balance. You asked that question before we went live, right? Mm -hmm. I don't believe in balance because I think when you're balanced, you're 50% in everything. Think about a scale. It's 50-50. You're not quite there. I don't believe in integration because it's not sustainable. It'll, it'll last for a while, but it's not sustainable. What I do believe in is being all in and all out, mm. right? And so think about every time that you go on vacation, how how productive you are before you go on vacation. We
0: try to be. Right. We I
1: mean, stuff it. gets yeah. done, right? right? You're like, whoa, look at this. Yeah. I, I should go on vacation yeah. <laughs> more often. I'm getting deals, yeah. right? Yeah. All this stuff. Can't believe I'm going away on vacation. <laughs> I know. So what if you could go on vacation every day? Right. What if you could work like you were going on vacation every day? That vacation... Mm is you doing what fulfills you. Instead of saying, I wish I could work out more. I wish I could hang out more with my friends. I wish I could spend more time with my family. I wish I could do this. But to have that every single day. So come in, be extremely intentional, which is why I focus on the fascination advantage and knowing who you are. So you have your brand emphatically so that you're attracting people instead of chasing You have a couple of niches, which I had niches, and that, that's the best thing, right? Sure. So you have a couple of niches. This saves time, right? And then come in, be intentional, work, 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 and then leave at three o'clock and don't answer your phone and go do what you love to do, right. and that is how I do have that many businesses because I have I have all that time carved out I'm intentional I know exactly what I'm doing with each one of them and I'm faster at getting it done than most people instead of letting time ooze. right
0: do you eventually find the mortgage business to obviously it's going to compress compensation wise and you know you have Mm -hmm. a lot of fat on the bones if you will right
1: Yeah, but when the fats trim is still going to be really
0: lean, it's it's
1: still going to be really good money compared to other jobs. Compared to
0: comparative Uh, to what you do, absolutely. Stick it out. Stick it out. So, do you believe eventually, like the sales managers are going to be gone, and people are going to be more inclined to get a coach like yourself, or they're going to be able to go on a webinar and hear somebody speak? Because I feel like most sales managers. Check in, check out, they're washed up, they're not good, they don't care. Yeah. And they literally Well, and they're make worried about their own business, of you course. know. And
1: those that don't have their own business and they're not a producing manager right. can't. Right. That's why they're not. Correct. Right. Correct. So why would right. you learn from them? Yeah, I think I think it's a new era of coaching. Call it coaching. I think it's an era of mentorship. Mm. I, I think that for me is a, a key change in the terminology right now. Cause I don't want a coach. I want mentors. I want to be able to make decisions on my own and I have coaches, right? And mentors. Okay,
0: It's coaches as a paid position as a and a mentor as an unpaid position. That's how I that's yeah, how no, I psychologically now, yeah, but I think Be a mentor changing. I'm like, "Oh, what are you not paying yeah, me?" To be my me, coach. That's an okay, cut me a check. Yeah, to You're me right. that's an advisor. You're right. You're
1: right. Um to have an advisory committee, that right. kind of thing. But a mentor, you know, is going to see is that third eye, is going to see the blind spots. A coach is just going to tell you what to do. Right. It's very it's highly directed. Well, there's different
0: styles of coaching also, I believe, right? right?
1: Right. It's, it's highly directive. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, use my form, use, use these, you know, like look at the core. It's like, make these calls, you know, but that doesn't fit everybody. And I think that's what mentorship is about is, is, well, how do you want to work and really challenging you to say, I don't know how I want to work. I just was told to get loans, you know, well, let's, let's figure out how we're going to, how are you going to create a brand for yourself and create some credibility so that you don't have to struggle so much.
0: It was funny when I started early in the business, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about like as a,
1: teenager doing post-closing because i had my kids doing that <laughs> as as like a
0: legitimate <laughs> yeah. like human being at the age yeah. of 19 yeah. so i would shadow loan officers but mm-hmm. basically i'm a, i was their bitch yeah. just call yep. it what it is yeah. right yeah literally and then i'd be like Oh, your kid has a game tonight at six? Leave it four thirty. I'll take it. And then I would literally sit there for three hours until like seven thirty, like handling the calls, handling the paperwork, tying yeah. up loose ends, like watching the market. Like tell a client, look, yeah. you're locked in at the time rates were like six and a half percent. Hey, you're locked <laughs> in at six and a half percent. Yeah. I watch the market and then right. I would watch it drop down to six and a quarter, but they still were thinking they're locked in at six and a half. And I'd be like, hey. I got to six and a quarter, right, right. and I was a hero. Right. What do you mean? I thought we were getting seven yeah. percent. You know, I have
1: bad news and good news. Yeah. so <laughs> it, it was
0: funny because I always said I needed to follow all these people I didn't want to be like yeah. to learn what not to do, yeah. and try and pull one thing that I liked that each yeah, one of them just implemented. Like nuggets. Yeah, yeah, like one little thing because I didn't want to be like ninety five percent of the industry. But I wanted to implement one thing that thought that each one of them did great. So I developed my own system and structure based on watching others and just taking what I liked and didn't like. Right,
1: right. And that's what happens when you're, you know, with management is that everybody does it the same way. And I think with coaching that can happen too is like, you know, I coach this way. So yeah, you're going to learn from me that way. I've really changed my, and, and I did this from the very beginning, is I don't want to be a coach that tells you what to do. And I actually heard someone say this, the one thing I didn't like about, it, I said, tell me about the coaching you had. And they said, well, I didn't like about the coaching is that when, when we got on the phone, this is another coach, when we got on the phone, they just said, well, tell, us, tell me what's going on in your business. And I, and I thought, ooh, do I say that? And I thought, <laughs> But then I thought, you know, that's what I want to know. As That's a, a coach, and it's, it's the best way to mentor you is to know what's going on. What What are you, how are you feeling this week? What's, what happened good? What happened bad? What would, what do we need to improve on right. so that I can be the person who's guiding and pulling you and giving you that, don't step there, step here, jump here. And so I think that that person wanted someone to tell them what to do. That's not my client. I, I don't work with people that want me to tell them what to do. That that can be left for a manager in an office if someone's at that point. You know, I work with successful people that are, that are losing sleep at night saying, I'm doing everything right, but why can't I get past that? And nothing's clicking. Ah. And, not clicking. And I can come in and say, here's why. This is why that's happening. You're successful. You know how to do loans. You know how to get leads. You want more leads, but you know how to get them, not... I'm about to pick up the phone and I have no idea what to say.
0: And I don't know how to structure a mortgage. Yeah. And I, I mean I can
1: I can do that but to me that's the babysitting. It's Thanks. like here's how you spell mortgage, here's how you use a calculator. I'm past that now. My my clients are people that are just going, "How do I go to the next level? How do I get there?" And I'm I'm struggling because I'm working like a dog. And I say, "Let's teach you how to not work like a dog. Let's teach you how to get the right people on your team so you can have a great great life of quality." Quality life.
0: Sure. Yeah. So being that you've been in the business for 35 plus years, right? You've obviously experienced the downturn, the cycles, Tons. the roller coaster, <laughs> the slowdown in the yeah. 80s, slowdown in the 90s, slowdown yeah. into early 2000s. Yeah. You saw 2008. Mm-hmm. You saw the death. Well, and
1: last year, 12 last and 13.
0: Year. Last year, when rates in the quarter four yeah. went up to a lot to 5%. Yeah. Which again, I think we should still be there rates wise. And obviously, oh, yeah, the government dropped everybody, you know, and gave these lenders a second life, a lifeline. So spoiled. so spoiled. I tell everyone, look at your W two. Take forty percent off, and that's actually what you should have made this year. Because yeah. that forty percent were refinances that you closed for the people the year before. Right. You shouldn't right. have that income. So If you made three hundred thousand yeah. this year, yeah, right. you should be at one eighty. Right. Like let's just call right. a spade a spade, right? Right. And they clearly don't like hearing that because right. it's a fact and it's a yeah. straight hit in the face. But it's the truth, right? right. So. What is your advice to people? Mm-hmm. Obviously we know we know a slowdown is coming.
1: Oh yeah. What oh, is your
0: advice true. to survive the slowdown?
1: What well, we've been focusing on and I've been saying this, short-term gain for long-term pain you know, is redirection right now into refi, refi, refi. You're getting that short-term gain. You're going to have some long-term pain again. And what's worse about it is thinking about your database. How many loans did you miss in this refi because you're not nurturing your database, you're neglecting them? Stop
0: prospecting, stop talking to your realtors. Right, and someone else you is never do it them. anyway. Right. And we, you know, we asked yeah. a question
1: yesterday at the, at the New York, uh, what, what Expo, was it called? The, the, the New York Real Estate yeah. Expo. Yesterday we asked a question, how many of you, real, 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 be, be honest, like fall on the sword of truth, how many of you are calling your past clients? None of them. One person raised their hand and we had a room of 125 people. Right. Right. Think
0: about One that. person. Think
1: about it. Less than 1%. It's, not, it's like .000, 000 right. right? So for me, it was always about my database. Always, and you can ask my husband. He he got so sick of it, and he's in the Is business. Is she telling the
0: truth over and here? And i here. No? <laughs> yeah,
1: he goes, Are we doing the you database won't get in trouble, thing I again? Promise. <laughs> are we doing the database yeah. thing again? And I go, Yep, we yeah. are, because we were constantly analyzing the database. There's so much intel about your business and your practice in that database. And you re close them. Yeah, you close them, you work your butt off to get that stupid meeting with the realtor. You worked your butt off to get the deal. You fought for the rate. And then halfway through, they decided they might want to go someplace else. So you fought again. You fought it at closing, then compliance popped up. And then the closing with, you know, you did all this and then you let them break up with you at closing. Hit and run. And you don't even want to talk the to them again. business
0: is good at hitting and running. And oh.
1: it's excellent at it, yeah. <laughs> so making sure that you have that continuity going on, right, it, it's future income for you. So I would say right now, if you're not talking to your database, you need to talk to your database, even if they've refinanced with someone else. I don't care. Whatever. You need to be pulling more people in your database because they've been a, they've been orphaned by some loan officer who's left, left them alone, right? So adopt them into your database, do mortgage planning with them, keep in touch, do a client appreciation party, call them and just say hello, see how they're... I'm doing air quotes season yeah, was, yeah. right? Like how's your how's your fall going? How right. how's it been? Are the kids back in school? You know, how was your holiday? Right you upgrade,
0: right? Downsize. Yeah,
1: or, or not even tacit. Just yeah. be there with them and really nurture and love on your love on your community and they will be loyal to you. And so when the next refi come, boom comes, you're gonna get two X, three X, of the business, think about how much you've left on the table. You might think you're making a ton of money right now, but you've actually left a ton of money Completely. on the table. Yeah, I
0: think we're in the world, in the world, but it's specifically, specifically the business where people leave money on the table all day long. Oh, they would rather chase that one deal and make five grand on, but they left 40,000 on the table yeah, or whatever yeah, the number is. Yeah.
1: And so I would say right now is, you know, get to know your database really well, continue to grow your database, ask people who's managing their mortgage. You know, it's one of my favorite things, you know, who's managing your mortgage. The response is going to be Wells Fargo. Nope. You're making your payments to them. Who's managing it for you, right? right. And even if you're calling them and you're saying, gosh, you know, I don't, I'm so afraid to make that phone call. I haven't talked to him in 15 years. You know, it's, it's, hey, Jeff, it's Jen. I bet you weren't expecting my call, were you? Yeah. Oh, no, how are you doing? Great, great, great. Well, listen, the reason I'm calling is I've been so remiss and not, you know, connecting with you for so long. And I I was just thinking about you the other day. It's not, I was going through my database. I was just thinking about you the other day and I want to reach out and see how things are going, how you doing. So imagine you probably refinanced. At some point, yeah, we did. We actually refinanced. We actually sold that house. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I would love the opportunity to manage your mortgage. I was terrible at it, but I'm going to be great at it. I want to be the person that you can go to for your mortgage. Interesting. You know, just continually managing their mortgages and helping them answer questions about. And so you may not refinance them there, but now they're connected to you. And so they're going to send their friends. They're going to refinance with you at some other point in time. But the key thing on that is, if you have a good relationship with them now, is to call them and say, um, and this is not the breakup, but call them now and say, you know, hey, it's Jen. I imagine you heard about rates being really low. And um, I imagine your servicer is connecting with you and talking to you about refinancing. But as your lender... I would like to chat with you about it. Let's have a conversation because I think they're going to go a little lower. This may not be the right time.
0: That's a great script. You should sell that script for like $5 a person. Right. And that's all it is is. because
1: it just differentiated me between you have a servicer. Right. I'm your lender. Right. They think they're their. They're collecting lender.
0: the payments. I gave you that mortgage. Right.
1: Yeah. So as your lender, I'd love to have that conversation with you. Let's chit chat about whether or not this is the right time because it may not be. We 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 may be getting another little drop here, and it's not about chasing the rate, but there may be other things in your life that that need you need to do it now. But let's talk about it.
0: Right. Yeah. Solid advice.
1: And so, very easy conversation to have with a client. We just don't do it. We don't do it. We just go out and look for the next one. More We're lazy. Like, yeah, so this is my favorite thing. line. Everybody who knows me says, but we act like cats on a marble floor in oil <laughs> all the time. Why is that? Because that was the way everybody was Do you think true
0: search for happiness, though, at the end of the day, right? That's it's like, I'm, I'm so miserable, about. I keep looking for new happiness. And it's like, okay, you got yeah. a new relationship, but you, you fucked it up again.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I always say speed up or slow down to speed up right. instead of speeding up to slow down. Right. If you slow down and meet your clients... Your loan will go through faster. If you just have a two-second conversation, Zillow just came Throw out with shit that, against the wall. Yep. And Zillow just came out with a, a statistic on that. The average loan officer spends eight seconds developing a relationship with their client on wow. the phone. Eight seconds. Wow. But if you slow down and develop a really strong relationship, they're less likely to leave well, that's you. That's what I did. You yeah. speed up, you're yeah. going to be slowing down all the way through because, hey, I just saw rates. Hey, I just got something in the mail. I want to talk to you about the rates again while you're in the middle of the whole process. Mm-hmm. Right? But yeah, that's what you're saying. You know, this quality of life. Um, I call it life of quality. It's different for me. Quality of I life, like quality of life is me trying it's to sexier, keep up with life someone. Of quality,
0: you know? Life
1: of quality is on my terms.
0: Yep.
1: Right. My terms where I'm gonna do as much business and more than you. You know, sure. I was in the top two hundred several times, right? I'm gonna do more business than than you in half the time with people that are loyal to me. Right but that's because I slowed down so I could speed it up later. Interesting. So uh-huh.
0: you obviously travel all over the country, right, yep. speaking and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you said you were away for like 33 days yeah. straight, which is a lot. Yeah. Do you see a different business model in every different demographic and state and part of the country you go to, or is it pretty much all unique?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's a little bit of both because loan officers are loan officers, realtors are realtors, you know, that that's kind of everywhere. But what I do find is that in areas where the values of homes are cheaper, you know, so like me, my average loan amount was 646. Good number. Yeah. Healthy. A lot of people that I'm working with and my clients, you know, their average loan amount, not even 300. Some of them are 180. Wow. You know, I've got a guy down in, in well, no, let me tell you about her. <laughs> I, have a, I have a client down in Alabama. When she first started coaching with me six months ago, she was closing um, six to eight loans a month and has a team. It's Million, the million dollars team. in business. Me same me. team. Now she's closing 38 transactions a month. Wow. 6 months later. Wow. We we reorganized her team. We got the right people in the right place. We didn't get rid of anyone. We just we knew we had good talent. We just had to have them in Different the right roles. Way. She had to get her mindset that it wasn't about her. She needed to she was enabling and not empowering them, right? That's her leadership mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. But her average loan amount is 126. Wow. 126. So the way that they work is a lot different than some of us that are a little snobby in the most, yeah. you know, like I live well, six in-
0: loans to one loan for you and her, right? You do one at 600. She does six at hundred.
1: Right. Yeah. To do the same thing. <laughs> right. And so their skill set, I think is better because
0: they have more volume.
1: They have more volume. They know how to manage more of it. They need more assistance in getting their lives lined up. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, know, up
0: here, in the New York City marketplace is like, yeah. I want to make two points in every deal. My average loan is five hundred thousand. So you want to make ten grand per loan, huh? Yeah. But then there's someone in New Jersey that's average loan size is three hundred thousand, and yeah. the same loan, different loan amount. They're making yeah. six grand. Like, you know, like, yeah. Is that really warranted? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I a loan is a loan. In People my want opinion. to make more
0: money and do less business.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, we always want to do more units, and, I, and I think, yeah, it, and it school. will be that way it going the forward.
0: Cost of Run a company, obviously. yeah. Well, it definitely does,
1: right. especially if you have loan officers that are running amok. Sure, which <laughs> right? most are. If they're doing a really good job, yep. then it's really you yep. know good. But we would we would be doing you know seventy five to ninety eight million a year, and really good quality business. You know, over twenty loans a month. Sure. So it wasn't because my husband. I mean, my loan amount six forty six, but his is like three twenty five or something like that. He works in a different <laughs> yeah, marketplace. Different sure. Well, I have a different niche than he does. Mine's right. a jumbo VA yeah. investor right. and his is eighty, ten, ten first time home buyer, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And that's what makes it really work. Right. But but it's I do a think he make product though. So. Yeah, but I do think that there there's two sides to this. Those that have lower loan amounts, I think that their skill sets better because mm-hmm. they have to do the better volume. And work harder. But then there's another side of it too is when you're working in a jumbo market, mm-hmm. you have to be you can't be a run amuck loan it's officer. More professional, either. It's more very professional. Yeah. yeah, it's very, yeah. very different. People are more
0: savvy. Yeah. made more money. Yeah. I agree. So there's
1: a there is a difference in that, but other than that, it's all the same thing. I hate realtors. I like realtors. I hate, <laughs> realtors hate loan officers. They like <laughs> loan officers. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's all the same thing. They did. You know, I was in Houston the other day, and they had a panel of uh, realtors up there, and they go, "Okay, so as a loan officer, you know what what makes you upset, or how should we connect with you?" And one goes. Don't ever call me. I only want texts. And the next one said, I only want you to call me. Don't ever text me. Right? And people are just staring. And and these loan officers are so funny. They're like, oh, they said do that. So I started writing it down. (laughs) Don't call. Call. Don't call. Text. Call. And I said, you know, I got up and I said, look it, I heard them, but... It's not a general thing. Sure. You've got to dig in and find out in the relationship what, what is best. what is best for them.
0: I think text is a great way to be that buffer between someone that's trying to bullshit, waste your time. Like if we can form a relationship, I don't know you. I'm like, send me a text. We'll schedule a call. Right? That's yeah. where I've gotten in the mm-hmm. past two and a half years I yeah. stopped originating in May of 2017. Right? Right. And even mm-hmm. since 2011, I was te- again, I was younger than everybody. Yeah, right. but like, why the fuck are you texting? I'm like, well, 70 people want to talk to me right now. I can text you all 69 back, but I'm on the phone with one of them. You know, like I can't talk to all 70 at once. So this is my system that I've created to work more efficiently, to respond to you as quickly as possible. Either you're going to like it or you can go somewhere else. Right. right? But I feel like a lot of people want to waste your time. Once you get somebody on the phone, they're talking about the cat in the sky, birds flying in the tree. And Mm -hmm. you're like, I got a business to run here. You want to call and catch up for an right, hour. Right. Let's schedule coffee on the weekend, you know, yeah. or let's like figure this out after hours. But this yeah. is about crunch time. Yeah. You're on your lunch break I'm in the middle of right. the trenches right. here, you know?
1: Well, and again, I think that that, it just depends on the person. Right. You know, it really does. I mean, I'm a, I'm not really a phone call person. My husband is. He's like, I can't tell him. how many times to pick up that phone because people say, well, I <laughs> emailed him and right? I didn't hear it back. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I emailed and I didn't hear back. And he's like, pick up the fucking yeah. phone.
0: This is true. I do agree with that. There's a place for that.
1: There, there definitely is. But, but I just am more efficient doing a lot of texting. I can get, yeah. you know, a whole bunch more, more done. Yeah. Yeah. Um And especially, you know, and you're a podcaster too. Not, I mean, we did stuff by email because we met differently but I don't schedule my podcast I don't do my bios I you know that I don't ask them to send me pictures it's all online you know you go and you do all that and when I should when we show up to a podcast because you know I have a podcast too we show up I'm I'm just I've got all your information I don't have time to mess with that but see everybody's a little different and I think that's really what we have to remember is that you know there's uniqueness in all that we do and if we take time to learn what that is. And this goes back to disc, by the way, it really does because I'm a D mm-hmm. I'm a high I, which I love, 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 love people. And I'm also a D so I can like draw seam roll over people. Instantly, yeah. Yeah. And I used to be in an S and a C like steady and controlling cause I was another <laughs> thing. Yeah. Well, we yeah. all are parts of it. But if someone sends me an email that said, you know, I, I got out of the car and I used my left hand to push with my body, to open the door, to move my foot, to grab the steering wheel, I'm like, oh, shoot yeah, me.
0: I, I want right? to fall asleep. <laughs> I'm, I, I don't want yeah, that.
1: Yeah. Just tell me it's done. Get right to the point. Done. I do a little thumbs up, right? Done. Great. That's it. Let's it's move so on. It's so
0: much deeper than that, though, why they're telling But that, that only it. works with the somebody
1: else who wants that. Right. If you have a client that wants that, all that detail… You have to do it. You have to assess that. And that's how you're going to be able to attract more people, you know, is being able to assess how do they work and let me situationally change interesting change myself
0: so deposit that means when we leave the listeners with tons of things to deposit we want to close up with the one main thing you want someone to take away from your episode and from your you know 35 plus years of experience in the mortgage Mm -hmm. business being a mom and a wife and everything else (laughs) and a grandma and a grandma grandma. what's what's the one thing you want to deposit to people's brain
1: Unfortunately, there's a ton of things, but I'm th- I'm trying to think of everybody I've, I coach and I talk to, you know, on a regular basis. Kind of what what the the theme is. What the does theme- the world
0: need to hear right now? From yeah,
1: you. what the world needs to hear right now is you have to slow down before you can speed up. You've got to take time to figure out who the hell are you, what makes you different, how can I shine a light on me? I've got to I've got to figure that out because I'm I'm like everybody else, and it's going to continue to be as competitive as it's been, and there's too much noise. So so what are you going to do? Why do I want to work with you? So what? If you get asked that question today, what makes you, you better than the next loan officer and you can't answer that question, you've got a big, big problem. And the answer isn't, I have great rates. I'll close on yeah. time. It's going to be smooth. It's yeah. bullshit. That's gone. That's gone. Nobody, cra- nobody cares about it. Day, oh, boy, you got me over. out of soap a soapbox there because now I'm over. starting to bring my voice in.
0: You got, you got, can you go? Yeah, you no, say, no, no,
1: i But no, I can't stand that. I mean, I, I just can't stand that. You know, don't be like everybody else. Be unique, be different. But you've got to take the time to figure out and assess what that is. There's a mindset piece of it. And then we can move to tactic later. But you got to figure out who are you and why do I want to work with you? You know, and what's going to make you different than everybody else out there? You're going to be the teacher. You're going to be the educator. You're going to be the coach for people. Are you going to be the marketer? Are you going to be the techie guy for the Zoom or for the Zillow for people? What is it that you want to do? You know, for the, the movie Notebook, yeah, the you know, in the end, he goes, What do you want, yeah. woman? What do you want? Right? So, who are you? Who are you? Don't be like everybody else. Everybody else is taken. Be yourself, right? So, so you hear, oh, I should do a podcast. And you don't hate, you hate talking on a, this and what, whatever it is. Don't do it. Right. Do what you love to do. But you got to stop and figure out what it is you love to do. And we just don't take time to do it. We're running amok and you're wasting a ton of time and a ton of money and your health and your kids, your memories, everything. All of that's going by the wayside because you're trying to... Figure out what everybody else is doing. Just slow down. You know, this way, stop talking, take action, and you'll get results.
0: Interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you have thank a safe trip you. back and I look thank forward you. to catching up soon.
1: All right.